0: Hey y'all, before we get into this week's Rewind episode, I wanted to share some extra special news. We're excited to announce The Kickback, a virtual edition of our beloved live shows. It all goes down on Black Friday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. If you've been rocking with us for a while now, you know that our live shows bring together storytelling and music for a good-ass memorable time. The Kickback is no different. It's an immersive virtual storytelling and musical experience, and an opportunity to relax and unwind. It's like those radio shows from back in the day, but with an upgrade. We even created a vibe kit that you can shop to set the mood for the evening at home. It's a curated set of goodies from Black-owned businesses, Unplugged Essentials, Illuminate Bee Candles, and Total Peace and Wellness. Tickets are on sale now. You can get yours at at youhadmeatblack slash the kickback. All right, passing it on to Brittany. Hey, welcome to You Had Me at Black. I'm Brittany Abrahams. This Rewind episode comes from Michi. He told his story live at a kickback in Chicago. When Michi was in eighth grade, he sought out a way to afford a new pair of pants. Here's what happened. I want you to breathe all the time, <laughs>
1: You're listening to You Had Me at Black. Blip, blip black. black. Light in the heart of the blip, city. Blip, black.
0: Man, black. listen, blip, man. Blip, black, black.
1: <laughs> this is You Had Me at Black. And we live, baby. Uh, first I wanna say that those niggas ain't shitting them stories. All right, I'm not like that. Don't judge me, ladies. I know y'all ain't together. I feel the estrogen levels high. Yeah, there's good guys out here. We I don't even hang I'm gonna tell you, I was raised with my grandma and my grandma don't take that shit off me at all. Like any woman I've had in my life, she on her side immediately, so I don't have the choice to say, you know, hey, I broke over with her, she gon' to why is she in the kitchen dear. You know what I mean? That's my grandma. <laughs> she in the motherfucking kitchen. You better get your shit together. <laughs> That's my grandma. So uh, uh my story tonight is actually about my grandma. She uh raised me uh because uh, my father actually failed at life, and my mom was on drugs real hard. So I was raised with my grandma. Think about my grandma, that's that's different probably than most grandmas. My grandma loved the hood. We were raised actually on 78th and Carpenter, so one block off 79th. That's that south side strip she was mentioning earlier, the worst strip in Chicago from the lakefront. So I don't even know where Chicago way in. I think it's a cemetery, some shit like that. Anyway, that's where I learned to love people on the south side, right there, is where we grew up. And my grandma was a super saint. I know some of y'all got sanctified grandmas. My grandma was a super saint. She had a seat on the second row at church. she kissed the Holy Ghost, twist your ear, and finished the Holy Ghost. You know what I mean? One of them, if somebody got shot on my block, my grandma was out there in a press circle with the smoke still in the air and the police on their way. She was, we all out there. I'm out there in my church slacks and my patent leather shoes because... She had me in uniform clothes before that I was even uniformed. Like, that's what I wore every day. That's what started my thug-ass career. I know y'all know how I got there, but I'ma tell you how I got there. I-, I grew up in the neighborhood, and all the gangsters, you know, when you was young, they was the coolest guys. You know, we're not talking about grown from that eighth grade year to when you're on your way to high school. You know, in the hood, that's manhood years, you know? so. I was doing my school shopping, and my grandma was picking my clothes at the time because I was just coming out of eighth grade. I wasn't too happy with it. And she picked... Uh, these pants actually changed my whole life. Uh, they were purple. They were tight. And they were fluffy. They were skinny jeans before I knew what skinny jeans was. You know what I mean? These, when I put these pants on, I said, I'm finna be BD to sell dope tomorrow <laughs> to buy me new pants... And never look this way again. I'm joining a gang for shoes and jeans. That's that's all it took. I, I'm risking my life. Because these motherfucking purple pants have turned a nice church boy into hard motherfucking criminals. This, <laughs> And my friends knew I was a church boy. You know, my friends, we was all, you know, the, 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 the gangbangers in my neighborhood, the thugs in my neighborhood, uh, my homie uh, T-Killer and my other homie Panuki, they was... They was real gangsters in the neighborhood, and they was doing thug haberdashery all day, and usually when they get to the gangster stuff, I usually go home, or I usually go like, my grandma ain't gonna let me do this, you know what I mean, I'm out. But this day, I'm out with my purple pants, they roast me, I said, you know what? Fuck that, let's do some crime shits. I wanna be a gangster. I can't take this shit no more, y'all. I said, can I, can I, can I gangbang enough to be able to buy myself a new outfit, they're like, hell yeah. We out here, so uh, word got around. You know, man, church boy out here trying to get on his shit. He trying to put some work in. That's what happened. I was out there in my purple pants, fucking it up. <laughs> so the first assignment they gave me, cause y'all didn't know it was organized. They said, "Okay, you ready? To put in some work." Skinback owe us money. Skinback is a crackhead that never wore a shirt, no matter what seasons it was, what time it was. So we called him Skinback. Let me tell you the major stories of Skinback. Skinback had a sink on his back and jumped the whole gate with the sink. But he was known as the toughest crackhead in the in the neighborhood because nobody could knock him out. You know what I mean? Like you know, when he owed money, he get beat up. This was regular. You know what I mean? That's why they let the kids jump on him and shit at this time. So. They say, hey, he owe money, move on his ass, you know what I'm saying, woo-wop the bam, you know how that go, anyway. So they hitting him and shit, and he, ain't, he just like, he ain't fighting, he ain't punching back, and, uh, and it's my turn to get up in there. So really, the truth is, I didn't want to get no hype juice on my hands, or no blood or nothing, so I picked up a garbage can and threw it from a distance, you know what I mean, now, it's, it looked tough if you look at it, but in my heart I was like, i am never going to touch no motherfucking hype. <laughs> and, and threw the garbage here and bust him in and shit. He fell all out. And I'm the first person to knock skin back off his feet. So the hood was like, damn, little church boy that knocked out skin back. What the fuck? And I was like, hell yeah, I knocked out skin back, nigga, what the fuck? I'm out here. I told y'all you want me in this gang, nigga. If y'all put me in, I'm putting it at work. <laughs> they, take me to the, they take me to the BD meeting and shit. It was a big ass deal, you know what I mean? I go to the meeting, it's serious as fuck. They all in the circle, everybody's standing in their little stance and shit like that. And I walk in the meeting, and this is how tough the fucking meeting was. panuki the the most gangster, gangster I know in the history of gangster, more gangster than any TV gangster I know. He used to carry a big-ass thirty eight on him all the time. And everybody knew it, because he shot people and shit like that, right? So we in the circle, and panuki was over all the, all the people under 15 years old. It was like sub-management, you know what I mean? It was a big manager named... Killer T, and it was panuki and panuki was my supervisor. So, when we get to the BD meeting, in the middle of the circle, some niggas, they, they argue, him and Panuki argue like, Nick, you think you motherfucking tough? You only tough because you got that motherfucking gun on you. I'm just telling you a tough, a tough panuki story. You think you tough because you got that motherfucking gun on you? He said, yeah, panuki gave him his gun, and then proceeded to beat his motherfucking ass, like beat the fuck out of him. like. You know, like that's the that's the toughest shit I ever like. He get heavy. Oh, this does it make you feel tough? Do you feel stronger? Give me my motherfucker. you bitch ass. Beat him up. And I was like, damn, I'm finna be like BD just like Banuki. Watch. Ooh, I can't wait. Watch. So the meme go on. They tell uh Killer T that, hey, you know, he ready to be BD. He put in work, he hit, skinned back with a garbage can, knocked them all on the ground. He's like, he like, oh, you did, all right? Well, you know, I've seen him out there in the prayer circles in his church slacks. <laughs> I don't know if this out for him, but if this is what he want to do, this you want to do, little dude, this you want to do? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you going to die for this block? And, and I, I was a little intelligent kid. I always read, always a pretty wise. And in my mind, I was like, well, I do understand property value and... This is not the neighborhood to die for. The high level of crime, all these bandos y'all got, that vacant lot just isn't a sale pitch. You know what I mean? This is not a good, I don't see the value rising. But I said, hell yeah, on BD. <laughs> That's what I said, I had to. Panuki was right there with the gun still, you know what I mean? So Panuki gave me another gun and an eight ball. And I was like, ooh, shit. <laughs> I just started. Y'all ain't got nothing for new BDs like this. I can't start with nickel bags. Can I? That's what it's still on a couple of niggas. I don't really want to. <laughs> I don't want all this evidence y'all give me in my first day. This is fucked up, y'all. But y'all don't know, the, the, the gangsters are organized. Y'all think it's just a bunch of motherfuckers out there standing on the corner on the block doing drugs and, and, and shit. No, it's organized. They gave me this gun and this eight ball, said you worked the morning shift. And then you're doing, right now, you got the night shift for security. And I was like, damn, y'all got assignments in this motherfucker? I, I was ready to drink 40s and fuck some bitches. That's what I thought this was about. This. I didn't know I had to have a career in this motherfucker. It's, it's my first day, but I guess, you know what? I wanted to be BD. I got a new job, so... I'm on the corner with my gun and shit and my eight ball, you know. Happy as shit. Happy. Because when you get an eight ball, let me tell you right now, when you get... When you get your drugs for the first time, you think you're going to take the motherfucking world over. What? I was like, ooh, I'm going to get this eight ball, flip that, buy two kilos, <laughs> drive down to Mexico, become a drug star, <laughs> murder the block. You know what I mean? Because niggas going to think I'm weak because they saw me in slacks. So I got to kill everybody that saw me in church slacks. So I was... I was in the mirror all that night on 10,000 because like, the song came out. You know, when, when you when you ain't never did thug shit and thug songs come on, you be like, ah, yeah, thug shit. But when you got an eight ball in your pocket and a gun and pocket full of stones come on you got a pocket full of stones, I got a pocket full of stones. I'm the motherfucker like, yeah, bitch. Church boy ain't praying for nobody this week. Y'all better pray for them because I'm out here, boy, on everything. I'm out here on everything. Ooh, wait till I get two thick hood rat bitches, I swear to God. (laughs) I couldn't sleep drug deal eve. Drug deal eve, I could not sleep. I was so excited. Thought about all the drug shit I was going to buy that morning. I'm going to give me a big ass chain. I'm going to give me some shoes. Ooh, watch. I was so excited, I woke up early as fuck, because in my mind, it was a job, you know what I mean? I was thinking, like, all these other thugs on the block, they're not as professional as I am, you know what I mean? I understand business nigga I took the morning shift cause I know they be sleepy as shit you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm trying to get man. I'm out there early as fuck right and I ain't nobody there ain't no drug dealing protocol you know what I mean they just say sell the drugs that's it bring the real money back so I'm out there on the corner marketing like a motherfucker ready rocks ready rocks get your ready rocks here sir hey good morning sir you alright alright I see your son got a new bike I'll take that bike if you want me to alright get your ready rocks got your ready they biggest rocks on the block boldest for your shoulders come on let's get them Hot off the stove, fresh out the microwave, you're ready, Rocks. I'm selling the fuck out of my rocks. Like I'm selling the fuck out of my rocks because I was excited. So at the end of the day, you know, we all get together like, you know, we sit in the break room, which is a bando house, and we talk about (laughs) our spoils of the day. You know what I mean? Everybody talk about what they did marketing wise and how the day went if you know what I'm saying? No, that, it's really a talk. Like, you know, I saw some, she tried to give me some pussy for some rocks. I was like, bitch, no, give me the money. And we're like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's. A business meeting in the break room. We was in there <laughs> having a professional conversation about our dope deals. So at the end of all that, we go, to the, we go to the mall every day. Every day we sell drugs and go to the mall and get new clothes. So this is my first time. Mind you, I'm still out there on my purple pants. You know what I mean? That's why I sold drugs so hard, because my mission was to buy myself a new outfit on my first day of dope dealing. So I got my new outfit, and I bought me a pullover coat, because I made enough money to buy a pullover coat. So I got a whole new outfit and a pullover coat. You know what I mean? The pullover, the Texas Horn coat, and it had a secret inside zipper part. I was like, what? They put this in for me to stash my rocks in? Give me this coat. A coat with a rock stash in? it. get the fuck, what? I'm a dope boy now, I got a rock stash and coat. I came in the house late, thugged out. You know, thugged out is when you accept to be in the gang and you really feel that shit in your heart. So I walk in the house beady as hell. My grandma's still saving Santa fast. She got all the church music on loud as hell, sitting on, the, on like, when my grandma mad, everybody go to their room, but she on the table, at the table right there with a Bible, big ass Bible sitting there just like, like an after school special. And uh, I walked by B.D's beady as hell. <clears throat> <clears throat> Where you get the coat from? My inner BD was like, mind your business. It ain't about you. But I didn't know that came out of my mouth, right? I didn't know you need to mind your business came out of my mouth. And so she stood up. And, I, you know, at the time, I wasn't scared because I'm like, nigga, I just bust a motherfucker in the head. I just, what? I'm kind of thugging and shit today. So um, she stood, looked me in the face, Grabbed the coat from the bottom and pulled up. Snatched my arms right up. Boom. Took the coat right off me. (laughs) Like I was a little hoe-ass nigga. You know, just, woof, fuck this coat. And I'm sitting there. You know, I I ain't tear up, really. You know what I mean? Like, I was tough. Like, I was like, oh, that's you on. But in my mind, I was like, you gonna take my coat? Yeah. It came out a little bit, but not like that. It was kind of like, oh, you gonna take my coat? my coat. I worked hard for that coat. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about the re-up money and the extra little drugs I had left over in my secret stash pocket. You know what I mean? I was thinking she'd never find it. It's a secret pocket. She didn't go through the pocket. She just felt for a lump. She found the lump in the coat, took some scissors, cut the coat in half, cut the dope and the money, down in the toilet called the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus I'm going to save you from these streets Lord I'm not going to take my baby Lord in Jesus name called the Holy Ghost but I was sitting there beating his head like (sighs) Granny uh, we were safe but you just cut up the BD money and uh, (laughs) they told me something happened and they dope with their money Uh, and you always told me to tell the truth so, I'm going to tell him what you did. I'm going to tell him you cut the dope and the money up. And I might have to bust your head with a garbage can. I'm going to have to bust your motherfucking shit, granny, for fucking with the BD's money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I went to bed that night. Like, i I, I trying to build up the courage. Like, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to have to jaw my grandma. You know what I mean? I might, he might be like, look, still your grandma, I'm going to shoot you. And I might be like, granny, you know what I mean? In the name of, uh, You know what I mean? I might have to, Lord protect you right now, because I'm going to knock your ass out. You know what I'm saying? I was... I was in the mirror, amping myself up. You know what I mean? It wasn't like pocket full of stones. It was like, oh shit, man! I... <sighs> Folks gonna make me kill my grandmother. My watch. Y'all don't understand. We talking about 70, 79th and Carpenter. I don't know if anybody, anybody from 79th over here. Anybody? 179er. See, they didn't live. Nobody survived. <laughs> Not a one nigga. Panookie gone. T killer. All none of them niggas around. But at this time, 79th was Father Flaga marching on the block. Blood stains on the concrete, pit bulls loose, dirty babies, crackhead pregnant women. That was the block. That's what we did. It was real. Fights going on and nobody looked at because it wasn't your business. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> No, when you're in the hood and something happened, you got to know how to manage your motherfucking business. That's what the block was about. Shit happening. Crimes. You better not be a witness. You better not be like, oh, shit, I see it. Then be like, oh, well, bring your ass over here to the ass whooping. <laughs> so the next morning... um. The household house is terrorized. Everybody's like, "Oh shit, what the fuck?" So my grandma uh, get me and take me to the bank. When when I walk in the bank, I'm like, "Okay, oh, she gonna get the BD's money? She better got the BD's money." Shit, this BD ain't no joke. <laughs> so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm my I'm like, okay, she gave the money in. Shit, problem solved. I go back to being BD. I sell more rocks today. We roll up on the block in the station wagon. Church music blasted. She get out of the car, so which one I'm your work for? And I thought my grandma was going to be scared because the block was like this, you know what I'm saying? Packed, you know what I mean? I thought she was going to get out there, like, you know, just go on over there talking. talk. No, she was like, which one I'm your work for? Staring motherfuckers in the face. Like, which one of y'all want it? I'm thinking she's strapped, you know what I mean? She's strapped with nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's all she had on it was God in her heart. So she took the money and pinned a note to my pocket. Said, go tell... The, the, the young man, what I told you to tell him. <clears throat> hey, hey, Panookie, BD to the world, bro. uh My grandma had said I can't be <laughs> BD no more in Jesus' name. <laughs> she told me to say in Jesus' name because they couldn't do nothing to me after that. That's she said. So he get the money, counted. Go over to Killer T and Killer T read the note. My grandson is covered in the blood of Jesus. I was trying to look hard, but it was hard tearing up and like, you know what I'm saying? Ain't looking tough. So he's like, man, your grandma come on the block with this fucking station wagon. I told y'all motherfuckers somebody love this nigga. Get this nigga off my block. I ain't got time for this shit. Don't fucking touch them because they going to fucking call the police and fuck all our day up. Shit is going good. Get the fuck out. I better not see you on this fucking block no more. And I was like, damn. So I ain't beating no more? <laughs> fuck it. I didn't bust the nigga there. Fuck it. I turn around. I go back to the car. And my grandma was sitting on the car the whole time like watching everything. Like, you know, making sure I did what I was supposed to do. That's why I had a little tear in my eye because I didn't know what her angle was sitting there watching me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I walk towards the car. She turned around. You know, she got a back turned to me, turned around real quick. Come turn back around with a whole stitching cord. A hole you no, I'm talking about a old some of y'all got real grandmas. A hole a stitching cord unplugged with it, <laughs> just brought it back here. You wanna be a gangster, but you peeing in the bed? What about them doodles standing your draws? Ain't you scared of the dark? If I ever catch you in the gang again, I'ma kill your motherfucker, and anybody out here. And I'm getting in the car and shit. <laughs> Crying and shit. I, I, all my, I, just, I disrespected all my gangster doing the whooping. I ain't no BD. I ain't no gangster. I don't want to be in the gang no more. She tearing my ass up, just making me say all the disrespectful shit about myself. I get it back in the station wagon. She like, now say bye to the folks. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> bye,
1: folks. But I wasn't BD no more. The rest of my childhood, Panuki still cleared me, and my homie T-Killer, T uh, you know, he was like, you know what I'm saying? I told it you it wasn't for you. He kinda came back as we got old. like, nigga, I told you this shit wasn't for you. I'm glad you got out. And, I, and I, my point of my story is to say, uh, we need to bring ass whoopings back. We need to bring back ass whoopings that can save a life. They save mine. My grandma can save yours. Thank y'all, I'm you Hall. Peace out.